0: So I'm going to talk about um, just entering into a rest because it's awesome. And I've you've heard me speak a lot about hope over the last few weeks, and and Jesus being our anchor of hope. And I'm going to talk about Jesus again because he's like the number one topic. He's the best subject that you can possibly talk about in church, I believe. So we're going to talk about him, but we're going to talk about this rest that we can enter into as believers. Who thinks that's an exciting place to be? It's just where we're meant to live. There's no better place. You know, like we, we, you know, Holy Spirit took us into that place of just, you know, just we belong to him. You know, we're singing that out. We're declaring that out. We belong to him. Isn't that amazing? Like there's no better place to be than in his hand. I know you've heard me say that before, but there is no better place to be than in his hand. Just let go and let God. Have you heard those ones? Bumper sticker sort of stuff. Let go and let God. Just let him be who he is. I think the trouble is is we try and get too involved in our own lives. Anyone knows? We do. We try and get too involved in our own lives and just not allow God to be God. Father to be Father. He cares. We belong to him. Amen. Let's have a look at, um, we're going to look at Ephesians to start with. Um, Ephesians chapter 2. If you want to turn there. Father, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you, you go before us in everything that we do because you care so much about us. You know exactly what we need. You know exactly what, what we need to hear. So, Father right now I just thank you Father that you are on this you're in this you thought you' prepared our hearts ready to receive your word this morning Father again I come against distraction anything that would would uh, have an assignment to take our eyes and, and our and our minds and our thoughts off you Lord this morning just come against that Lord and not let us miss out on a thing in Jesus name amen. amen all right so Ephesians chapter 2 we're going to start in verse 8. It says this, for by grace, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. See, this is not about us, it's Him. We belong to Him. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast, for we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that He should walk in them it's a good verse it's a powerful scripture and see real quick got to get through this you know so i'll stick to my notes just so we, we get to where we need to be this morning but grace is god's part that's the part he played it says for by grace you have been saved then it says through faith so grace is god's part and the faith bit is ours the faith bit is ours, so grace is God's part, and and the faith part is ours. You see, some people think that faith is what we do to get God to move. All right, faith. Some people think that 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 faith is this thing that we that we do to get. God to move in our lives but this is what faith is so we know that faith is the substance of things so you, you, if you don't know that by now and sitting in this church you only gonna be in church for about three seconds and you hear that verse all right but f- faith is this faith is a response to what he has already done for us that's what faith is it's a response it's our response to him, for what he has already done for us, you know that that, that, that Kate before was, was just talk was talking about that. He's he's done it all. So fa- faith is our response to him for what he has already done for us by grace. See that's his part. Amen. See, it's not our response to him that gets him to move in our life. He's already moved. Isn't that cool? He's already moved. He's already done it. He's already, he's already finished it. The Bible says that it is finished. Jesus said it is finished. See, that's, that's the reality of our life on earth. that It is finished. Amen? So God moved independent to us prior to us even existing. Isn't that wonderful? He moved independent of us, prior to us even existing, prior to to us ever having a need. And and you know, you've heard me say this before, but there's no problem that you'll ever face in your life that he hasn't already given you a solution to. So you might find yourself with a need or, or something happening in your life that you need... You need, you need a move of God on right now. But let me tell you this, he's already moved. He's already moved. Tell the person next year he's already moved. That's a powerful declaration. You know, from time to time, I'll probably do a little bit too much. But i get you to say some stuff because you're, you're declaring it. You're speaking it out. Yeah, you know, the Bible says, declare a thing and it will be established for you. Who wants the move to be established? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Someone thank Jesus. So he's already moved. He's independent to us. He's, he, he, he moved prior to that need that you already had. He's already given us the solution that we need. He's already solved the problem. Come on. So, faith doesn't move God. What faith does is it appropriates what he's already done. Meaning, what it does is it it, it takes possession of what he has already done. So, the reality of this is that he doesn't need to do anything anymore or ever again. Because he's already done it, it is finished. You all right? This, 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 I believe this is going to help you this morning. It's powerful. It really is powerful. See, faith faith reaches out and it appropriates. It, it takes possession of what God has already done. What that means is that there is no burden upon us to do something to get God to move. Amen? See that's super powerful, and it's really contrary to the way that a lot of you know a lot of people live, a lot, way a lot of believers live. See, a lot of people know that God is powerful and that he that that he can do anything, right? They know he can do anything. They just don't believe that he has done anything. Let that sink in. Amen. I'll say it again. It's easy for me to say it, because I'll write it down. A lot of people know that God is all-powerful and that He can do anything. They just don't believe that He has done anything. And the reason that he, they don't believe that He has done anything... Is because they believe he will only move in response to them. You all right? See, our faith is not our faith should be in response to him, not him responding to us. Are you getting this? So if if we if we think that we've got to do something to get God to move to God for God to respond to us, then that, that that's actually a religious mindset, and it's way too hard. It's way too heavy. It wears, wears people out. So what we've got to understand is, you know what? All we have to do is reach out and grab what He's already done. That's faith. Amen. You see, if religion, what, what that religious mindset does, what it teaches us is that we have to do this in order to get that. But see, true Christianity is not about what we do for God. It's about what he has already gone before us and done. We're going to spend a little bit of time in Hebrews. Let's go there Hebrews chapter four that was the um the introduction Hebrews chapter four but before we get to that you can you can turn to it Hebrews chapter four I gave the guys up the back a list of all the scriptures this morning, so they love that but like I said. I want to talk about this rest that we can enter into and, and the Holy Spirit set us up this morning love a good setup but there is this rest that that as believers we can enter into and it's actually a thing that can tell us whether or not we are responding to God's grace or whether we are trying to get God to respond to us is this rest. And the thing is, is that they are two very separate things. Responding to God's grace and trying to get God to respond to us, what they actually, they're actually opposing one another. They're actually in opposition to one another. So one of them will produce victory, one of them will produce joy, one of them will produce peace in our lives, and the other one will just wear us out. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I know which one I want to pick. Anyone else? go on some people you know they 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 get saved and then they get caught up in this cycle of thinking, you know what I need to do all these things to get God to move in our life, and you know what happens what, what the result is is that we just get frustrated. Has anyone ever been there? It's okay to be honest we just get we just get frustrated we just get worn out and and ultimately what happens is we are living our life that way. It, it tends to cause people to not to, to turn to God, but turn away from Him. I've got to do this. I've got to, you know, I've got to read my Bible. I've got to pray. I've got to, you know, have got to volunteer at Life hours, I've got to do all these things, and you know, and then God will move. No, no, no. He's already moved. He's already moved. We just got to respond in faith to what he's already done by grace. He's a good God. Amen? He is a good God. See, we don't, we don't read the Word, we don't go to church, we don't pay tithes, etc., to have God reward us. <laughs> like Terry said this morning, it's from a heart. You know, that, that, that law is being written on our hearts. You no, know, it's a response it's a response to what he's already done, amen. So, so we don't do all these things to get God to reward us. The thing is, is that this is this will blow your mind. He's already rewarded us. Come <laughs> on, he's already done it. He's already rewarded you. He's already. He's already rewarded you and, and, and guess what? You've received it by grace. And guess who that person is or what that reward is? is Jesus. He's the reward. Oh my gosh. That's pretty cool. He's the reward. What else do you want? What else do we need? He's the reward, and we receive him by grace, Amen. No, we don't have this standard that we need to live up to. You know, some some people just try and live up to this this standard. They think I've got to get to this standard. I've got to get to you know get to here. So you know, then then God will do. This, you know, then God will move. Then God will do this in my life. And you know, it's not about standards. The thing is we'll never meet the standard. Oh, I didn't read my I commit to read my Bible for one hour every every day. No you might get fifty nine minutes and go, oh no, I messed up. Didn't meet the standard. So we'll never meet the standard. You right. Yeah. It's too hard. I can see to you, there's, there's two, these, what we're talking about is two separate things. Responding to God's grace, all right, or trying to get God to respond to us. We just need to respond to His grace. That brings victory, that brings joy, that brings peace. The other one will just wear you out. Try and live up to a standard, it's just going to wear you out. Amen? You all right? So, like I said, there's this good news. There's this rest. Someone say rest for us to live in. Now we can get to Hebrews chapter 4. All right? You there? You probably need plenty of time to get there. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. This is what it says Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, Oh, my gosh, this, this, this rest we're talking about, it's a promise. Therefore, since a the promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. All right, so a little bit of context. In the third chapter of Hebrews, it's talking about the children of Israel that came out of Egypt and, de- and didn't enter into the, the promised land. So an entire generation died not experiencing what God wanted or had for them. Okay, so that's the context of 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 this this chapter, Hebrews chapter four. You see, this is this is the good good father. All right, the father doesn't want us to experience the same thing as the children of Israel. He doesn't want us to experience the same thing. He doesn't want us, you know. Dying, not experiencing all that he has for us. I know you know this. You know, he, he wants us enjoying the fullness of life that he has for us. He wants us enjoying the fullness of life and partaking in everything that Jesus purchased for us by going to the cross. Everything. Someone say, everything. You know, John 10.10, 10, I've come that you may have life and life to the full. He wants us to experience everything. So we, 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 we can't sell the work of the cross short. Don't settle. Contend. Don't settle. Contend. Don't settle for her. this. is as good as it's going to be. No. So what does it? What does that mean? You know, it means this. It means we should be walking in healing. We should be walking in 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 joy. We should be walking in prosperity. We should be walking in peace. Shouldn't be walking in, in any lack. We should be walking in with wonderful relationships. Connected families. No fear, no worry, no anxiety. This is what we should be this is the, the what we should be walking in. And it goes a whole heap further and deeper than that. Fullness. Complete fullness. You know, we shouldn't we shouldn't be terrified or worried about what's going on in the world. You know, we've, you've heard me talk about that it shouldn't move us. You know, we can't fall into this trap of being in the same boat as the world. You know, meaning that we're just as sick, just as worried, just as bothered by what's going on. We can't fall into that trap. You know, if if this is if this is the existence that we're having as believers, then we're we're actually just like the Israelites that came out of Egypt and never entered into what the Father had for them. Don't let that be your experience. but see the the wonderful thing about a good, good father is that it's not never never meant to be, and it's not meant to be. That is not meant to be our experience. Come on. You know, you you might be sitting there saying, oh, you know, Brad, you don't know what I'm going through. I, I don't know what you're going through, but I know you're not meant to be going through it. Because this is what the Word of God says. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them. The word that they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So what this is saying is that the word of God needs to be a part of us for it to be effective in our lives. You know, we, we have to to mix the good news, that the word of God, with our faith for it to prophes- profit us anything. Amen? You know, Hebrews 4, you don't have to skip down to 12, but you can. It says this about the Bible. It says, The Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. See, this is a representation of the Bible. The true Word of God is when it is a part of us and it's alive. Amen? Amen? Let's continue. Let's go to verse three of Hebrews chapter four, and this is uh, uh, you know verse three is actually from from Psalm ninety five eleven. It says, "For we have believed, for oh, sorry, for we who have believed do enter that rest, as he has said. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest." Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world, for He has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way: and God rested on the seventh day from all His works, and again in this place they shall not enter My rest. So what Paul's doing is he's likening this rest to the rest of the Sabbath. Sorry, so so he's likening this rest to the re- the Sabbath rest that God took at creation. Alright. He's making a comparison between the this this rest to the, the rest that God made or God had at creation. So this is where this all began. Right back then. So this is where we need to, to, to change our thinking about what we think the word rest means. So when you think of the word rest, what do you think of? Let's be honest. Having a sleep, particularly Sunday afternoons, Your old nana nap. Right? I know plenty of people have nana naps and they're not nanas. <laughs> milk is one of them. She's been having na- she's been having nana naps since she was twelve years old. So this is where we've got we to change our, our thinking around the whole idea of what the word rest is, okay? See, the rest that, that God's talking about here is not a nanonap. nap it's, it's not having a nap. It's not having any nap, all right? Okay, he, you, know, you know, we'll get to it in a second. Let's not jump ahead too far. There's a difference. Let's look at um. Let's look at Genesis chapter two. So keep your finger, maybe keep your finger in Hebrews, just in case we get time to go back there. Genesis chapter two, verse one to three. I know the guys are putting it up because we're prepared. It says, "Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished." Some say we're finished. And then the seventh day God entered His work which He had done, and He Rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. He's making pretty, pretty big um, emphasis on this whole rest idea. I see so what I can absolutely assure you of like we just mentioned, this whole word, and I uh, you know no, you're not this silly, bit you know, this whole idea of rest being a, a a nap, is it actually what it means? See, you know, if that's what we think, if we read a scripture like that, we we're thinking, we well, you know, what, God got tired. You're right. Who knows? That God doesn't get tired. He doesn't get tired. Never wears out. You know, never gets sore back. You know, he never gets tired. Doesn't get muscle aches and pains. Doesn't need Epsom salt baths. He doesn't get tired. <laughs> He doesn't doesn't wear out. In fact, you know, it says in Isaiah 40, verse 28, it says, The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. I love that that scripture. Let's Let's just communicate how big God is, the creator of the earth, the heavens and the earth. You know what? He doesn't get tired. He doesn't get tired. You don't have to worry about him getting tired. He doesn't get tired. doesn't get tired of hearing from you either. He never gets weary. See, God never gets worn out. It's not like, you know, he, he, he made, you know, at the end of creation, he made like just that, that one last star and then collapsed into exhaustion. This is not what he's talking about when it says he rested. This is what it means. You ready? I'll use this example. It's like when, I don't know if you've ever, ever, you know, have everyone ever been to like an art gallery and you've just seen like these amazing, you get amazing paintings done here and, and but you get the amazing, Angela and the, those guys, you know, that amazing artists, like amazing painters and, you know, and, and they're, they're literally like these incredible works of art. I was blessed years and years ago to go to like, the Sistine Chapel in Vatican City and look at Michelangelo's stuff and you know it's just like it's mind-blowing right anyone have experienced and seen that kind of stuff you just go this is just wow this is incredible all right so what this this word rest actually means is it's like when an artist gets to the end and finishes their painting it's like if they put one more stroke on that painting it would wreck the whole thing one more stroke of paint. If, if, if put just one more stroke of paint on it, the whole thing will be destroyed. So what they do is they, they rest from their work. They put their paintbrush down. They rest from it. Why? Because it is perfect. Why? Because it is finished. Why? Because it, there is nothing else that needs to be done. They rest. Are you getting this? They rest. It's like when a lawyer finishes his argument in court and says, I rest my case. They're finished. There's nothing more that needs to be done. There's nothing more that needs to be added. They rest. This is what the Father means here. See, there was nothing more that he needed to do. Creation, it was perfect. There's nothing more that he needed to do. Do you know that he has never created another thing ever? Ever. It's not like you know. It's not like we ate like a million cows yesterday, and you know, like this morning he created te- you know a million more cows just because to replace the ones that we ate. Sorry for any vegetarians, vegans, people out there. Disclaimer. He's never never created another blade of grass. He created earth and and and, and all of creation so perfectly that that it, it reproduces itself. It's like this 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 self rejuvenating wonderful creation it was finished it was perfect if you put one more stroke on it it, w- it would be completely right. he rested it it's done someone say he's done but see here's the thing there's only one thing on this earth that he's ever had to create again and that's us That's us. Let's have a look. I'm going to finish up. you ready? I'm skipping this bit. (sighs) Yes. You've heard this hundreds of times. 2 Corinthians 5.17. I love this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. See, there's just one One thing on this earth that he has created outside of creation, and that's us. We are new creations. uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. See, the only other creation God has ever made is the new creation. That's you, and that's me. Isn't it awesome? The new creation. That is you and that is me. Here's the application for us. You ready? Just like God created this earth so complete that it perpetuates itself. That's a big word. You like that? Perpetuates itself. When we were born again, God made us a new creation. And just like the original creation, he made us complete. He made us complete. Amen. So our spirits are perfect. You've heard me say this. I love the, I just love talking about the new creation. We need to be reminded of this. You now our spirits have been made perfect. We are complete, right now in this moment and for the rest of eternity. Amen? We are made perfect. So on the inside of us, we have everything that we need. Amen? John 1, 4, 17 says, Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is so are we in this world so the moment we receive Jesus the moment you know he he recreated us changed us from the inside out we got Jesus in us man as he is so are we in this world so as Jesus is now so are we now As Jesus is now, so are we now. What does that mean? It's finished. It's complete. There's nothing that we need to do. See, we don't need to get God to respond to us. So he moves. He's already moved on us on the inside of you. that's the rest amen that's the rest thank you jesus you see you know the doctor may say you know this and that about your body you know but he can't see your spirit can't see you know your spirit and that that has the same power that raised jesus from the dead the same power that healed the sick, and set captives free. That's what's in, that's what's on the inside of you, amen? amen. See, it's not out there, you know, in some place somewhere. You, you know, it's not like you. you <sighs> it's not like you got to, you know, pray like to, to 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 pull it down. It's on the inside of you. It's already there we just got to apply our, our faith to take possession of what's already been given to us by grace. Amen? By grace. Someone say grace. grace. I'll finish with this real quick. Victory for us is this. It's learning how to rest in this. It's just learning how to rest in this. Rest in the knowledge that you're on the inside of you. It's finished. It's done. There's nothing more that we need to do. Why don't you say this after me? We'll finish this little prayer. Put your hand on your heart if you want to. You don't have to. It sounded like really. Just put your hand on your heart. Say this Father. I believe that when you made me, I am a new creation, and I have everything I need, and I'm not going to doubt it. Thank you, Jesus. That's what it looks like. We've got everything we need, we don't have to doubt it. praise the Lord that's it amen Let's really that's okay. amen <laughs>